Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. You might know me as Victoria Glam if you follow me over on Instagram, and if you don't, you should. Today, I have an amazing guests. I say every guest is amazing and that's because they actually are, but this one is amazing because she's my best friend. Uh, she's my best PMU friend. If you don't know her, um, let me just tell you that to know her is to love her. So I'm really excited. I think today is just going to feel a little bit more like a casual conversation between two friends who are gossiping uh, than an interview, I would say. So you guys, without any further ado, I would love to introduce you to my friend, Amanda Banks. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? You look beautiful. You look glowing. Really? Oh, it's probably the natural light in Arizona. <laughs> I don't know, man. I am tired as fuck, but <laughs> it was quite the week. I have a feeling you're delirious a little. I did see that um, you posted a thank you to a girl who had flown in to shadow you, and you mentioned 13 hour days. And I was like, yeah, I'm not cut out for that. You know, I can't do a 13 hour day. Well, I do it because when I fly into Seattle, because I live in Scottsdale. So my Seattle location, I still try and get a crap ton of clients in while the I'm there. Way, the way after a year and some odd of us being girlfriends, you still explain to me that you live in two places. I know that. <laughs> no, but it makes it worth it with not living there. You know, it's like. It's the way you say it. I, know, I, I just, I people, they're don't like, why there. do you work such long days as if it's bad? I'm like, because I don't want to be in Seattle. It's not bad. I just physically am not cut out for it. I couldn't do it. Like, oh, I'm not either. I, am, hate I can't. <laughs> I can't. My back starts hurting. I can't. I, I want to meet your puppy. Okay. So I'm not home. Oh. I got two dogs. Oh, that's right. He gifted me a surprise. I haven't seen dog. the second one though. I've only seen the first one. She's nuts. She's like starting to to get into her groove though. But in the beginning, yeah, she's crazy. She ate a full on remote control. I thought she was chewing a bone. She was just she going ate to a remote. The whole thing. She, I mean, she left almost no crumbs. And it was wrapped in like a silicone beep beep thingy. No. She she ripped that in half, ripped out the what? right out the plastic. And she was like, bye, girl. I've got some serious chow down to do. I was glad she didn't hit a battery, but she seemed to like cast those aside. She was like, eh. This isn't it for me. Oh my gosh. Like, how do you poop that out? I don't know. It was all like in little pieces, you know, hopefully she didn't eat it, but. Oh my gosh. She's that Blanche. Yeah. So her name was Blanche Elizabeth, but she's just so crazy that we nicknamed her Blanche Katrina instead. <laughs> I'm from Louisiana. I can joke about Hurricane Katrina. This is great. Yeah. She's nuts. <laughs> and Jerry is just, I call him Geritol. Like he is just an old man. He doesn't care about anything. He's super good. I yell at Blanche and tell her, get in your kennel, Blanche. And Jerry like hangs his head and gets in his kennel. Oh, he's Not such you, a good buddy. boy. Yeah. He's the best. I, I need to he's come meet your puppies. Boy. Yeah. You have to come. You have to come to Louisiana. I swear to you, I will. I'm coming to Phoenix. I just don't know when. That's exactly it. We just have to schedule it. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about the TV show? No. So I was going to call you and I just like, I've been in a million places. I haven't updated anyone. So I applied to be on this TV show like months ago. Hey friends, commercials are really annoying. So I'm going to make this brief. Head over to shopbrowsister.com and use code GLAMLIFE20 for 20% off of anything you'd like to purchase there and keep this podcast going. And that's exactly what we're going to do and jump right back into today's episode right now. And it's the greatest show on entrepreneurship. So it's like a combination of, of The Apprentice and Shark Tank because 70,000 people apply to be on it. It's on wow. season eight right now and only 70 get casted. 
and it's like a cutthroat competition on building a scalable business. So I interviewed for two and a half months and I made the cut and I'm going to be on season 10. Oh my God. What's it called? What's the show called? The, the Blocks. So the Wes block. Bergman, you know, Wes Bergman from MTV. The, yes. um, yeah. Yeah. Wes. Yeah. He's the host. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Still so, beat Jan up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he went all like venture capitalists and built, then built this show. And so there's judges and they like, it's going to be crazy. So I'm what channel is this on? I'm going to go catch like a watch a season. So I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then okay. I, I need help practicing. Oh, I feel like you'd be a good practice buddy. Let's go. How do we practice? I haven't seen it. I don't know what's going on. Well, so you're fired. I don't know. 70 entrepreneurs. And then there's like a panel of judges and you break into pods and they teach you something. And then you have to all of a sudden put it into a whole business plan and present it in like three minutes. What channel is this on? Um, it's on prime prime. Okay, good. I'm going to go and prime it. I'm going to go watch a whole season, but then I am really, so we film in March for a week. It's like a reality docu-series and it's like, yeah. And you have to do it with a notepad. It's going to be really, I'm excited. I feel like I'm going to learn stuff about business, but the fact that out of like the whole country at 70,000, I'm like every interview, they're like, oh, we're down to 5,000 people. We're down to a thousand people. We're down to 500 people. I, you know how positive I am. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to make it. I, I made it the day of cast the, what was it? A week before they're like, oh, we're at a hundred. I'm like, oh shit, this could really happen. They're like, yeah, we'll call you Monday. You'll know for sure by Monday if you make it. And they're East Coast. So it's like, okay, uh, by what, two or three o'clock my time, I'll know. So it's five o'clock my time. And so I had just accepted that Monday that I had not make it. I called my mom. I was like, I didn't get it, but it was a great interview process. Whatever. I was trying to be positive, even though I really fucking wanted it. Then they called me 10 minutes later and I signed the contract. And so, yeah, mid-March, I go out and film for a whole freaking week. How are you clearing your schedule for this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because you can't have your phone, but yeah. I have a great team and systems and I can go offline and know that everything's going to be okay. So it'll be great. Perfect. Oh, how exciting. Oh my God. How exciting. You have to start thinking of something you could steal from set that you'll always remember. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. And, so you have your like business friends stuff. and then you have your hood rat friends who are like yeah. what can we steal what can we steal <laughs> Wes Bergman's like a clip of his hair just like <laughs> oh. yeah I'll wear so it, be cool. it that is very cool I'm so the most exciting things in a long time in my life I'm like this is gonna you give have me a lot that, going like, on right now you have a yeah. lot going on right now so we didn't technically like actually introduced the podcast we just got excited and started talking yeah is everything we've said so far cool to use yeah okay then I'm just gonna keep going well the, what's nice is it's us like literally that's the cool thing is I I love this about your podcast is I can just come on and be me and I don't feel like I have to think about anything I can just it's so nice being real and I think we're in a place in the world where we need to be real it's just so, many so people, much that's the feedback that I get back is that they're it's like, oh, God. I like how like, it's just, there are so many people who, who interview permanent makeup artists and it's all perfunctory. It's like, yeah. how did you get into the business? What's your favorite service? Tell me about a time you impacted a client's life. And then, you know, where can people reach you? And that's it. It's those same four questions yeah. over, and over and over. I've done it. I've recorded, but, I recorded one last week. I was like, wow, that was boring. <laughs> wow. That's so boring. I do not want, if you've heard it one time, you've heard it from everyone. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't, a little girl told me this in, um, sorry to call her a little girl, but she was literally a like 80 pound girl. She, uh, we were standing in line for something at Woolot, Miami and Maya Moore walked by. And so, you know, we're hashing it up. We're chatting, whatever. And a girl walked up to Maya Moore and said, can I have a picture with you? And she said, oh, sure, of course. You know, so they pose together, take a picture. Maya tells me, see you later. And she goes inside. The girl standing next to me in line, this little like 80 pound girl said, is she like famous? And I said, I guess she is. Yeah. I mean, I just think of her as my friend Maya, but yeah, I guess a lot of people know her. And she said, oh man, how did she get into permanent makeup? And I said, I have no idea. And she said, man, I should have asked her. We should find out. We should find out. So I asked her, "Why? Do, how does that help you? How does it help you to know how someone else got into permanent makeup? You're already in permanent makeup. So I yeah. got in because an elephant dragged me here. I got in because it was court-ordered punishment. I got in because I dropped out of beauty school. Like, how does any of that help you? Or maybe what she was no, really no, no. asking was, like, what's her story? 
you know? that's interesting. The story yeah. itself is always Maybe she didn't interesting. know how to ask it. Because I love hearing people's stories. It's only interesting to know the story if mm-hmm. you know the person. Yeah. So if it's if if someone just walked past you, knowing a factoid about their life doesn't help you in any way because you're not going to make a meaningful connection with them. The story doesn't. The conversation doesn't continue. You know. So yeah. I think when people ask those questions, they're asking the wrong wrong question. If you had 30 minutes unfiltered with Amanda Banks, are you going to ask her, how'd you get into permanent makeup? No, (laughs) You're going to ask her like, what's your most useful system? What's the hardest thing you've gone through in business? And how did you get through it? Like, how did you get cast on a reality show about being an entrepreneur? Why did you leave the board of the AAM? You know, who, how many bankruptcies have you guided clients through that? You're going to ask the big, hard questions. You're not going to say like, God, Oh, <laughs> I have a story for you. gas did you put in your car today? It doesn't help. I have a, I have a really funny story and you will appreciate this because we've talked about a lot of these things. One of my clients, she's an anesthesiologist and oh. I love her to death. And I brought it up a few years ago. I was like, you need to go out on your own and build your own practice. And she was scared, whatever. Like I didn't follow up on it. She was just like during her brow treatment. She right. comes back two years later, two and a half years later, she opened her own place. She had a million dollar month last month. Wow. But guess what? I started asking her about her business and her taxes and her CPA. You didn't they ask her worked. how she got into anesthesiology. I did not once ask her how she got into anesthesiology. But the, the worst part is I just saved her $50,000 in taxes. I'm not a oh. CPA. Like I asked her simple questions. I was like, your CPA isn't doing X, Y, and Z with all this rapid growth in your business. So she calls, she's like, you literally just saved me 50 grand. Wow. Like, that's mm-hmm. amazing. You, yeah. So even people that are smart, that are doctors, that are anesthesiologists, that are doing a freaking amazing job in their business. It doesn't mean that she's not smart for missing things that your accountant or your CPA should be on top of. There's no one knows these business things. You know, my heart, I'm always telling Vic, I'm like, (laughs) I'll like rant about financial stuff, but I don't want people to hear financial stories. And if we talk about like, um, like financial literacy and all these things, it's no one likes learning it, but I want people to know, even doctors don't know this stuff. Dentists, they're the worst business. Like we respect doctors and dentists and lawyers, but they're not the best business people. Same with beauty industry. It's the same thing. We're not stupid. It's like, we're good good at at a certain set of things. Yeah. Good at a skill, but that doesn't mean that you're good at business, especially, especially in the medical field. Nobody's teaching them business. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. No one. Wild. Million dollar month. I was so proud of her. I want to have a million dollar month. Million dollar month. Brow sister is working on it. Okay. We're going to, we're going to hit, you know, the double digits and then we'll see. Let's go. Let's go, brow sister. <laughs> my little my little third baby. I um no, you know, I always ping you and say like, "Hey, uh what's uh what's going on?" So I actually had a question for you while I've got you. Oh, you have that look. I keep getting this same email from some people who are really mad at me it seems. Um called employers. I am going to guess that probably likely they um did the uh, uh what do you call it like uh payroll or workers comp I think it's workers yeah, comp Yeah yeah Okay I don't owe workers comp anymore because I no longer have employees I only have um contractors So I had let them know like yo don't don't need this and they messaged me back saying, you have to do some kind of audit or whatever. So I heard the word audit. I sent to my CPA. She messaged me back and was like, I think they want something from you. They don't want an audit from me. I don't know what that is. Can't log into their website. So I just did what most people. And it's who, workers comp? I guess. Yeah. Most, they probably just want to look even, and um, they, you probably just had a major change in wages and then it flagged an audit. So maybe you were paying towards L&I or you had FICA coming out for staff and then all of a sudden not or something. And yeah. a lot of changes can trigger audits. So I think they're just trying to make sure that you're not paying under the table or like all that other stuff. Yeah. So I, I, um, so the audit's only going to be probably labor related. Well, I emailed them back as only I can. Hi, I'd love to comply <laughs> with your request for some kind of account audit, but I don't know what it is. How can I help? What do you do? (laughs) 
here's the hey, policy that's a great response. What do you do? How can I help? And then I sent them the policy info that they sent me just so that they know what I'm talking about. And then I said, please note, I need you to explain this to me like I am five years old. I have little to no context as to what is happening. Best, Victoria Rocca. So that was a nice email. I love that. Thank you. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how else to ask them. You know, I don't know. Thank you for your. I thought that was really good because the way that I would respond to that email, I go, "Oh yeah, of course." You know that like people appreciate that. Yeah, because they kept saying we're going to flag you for non-compliance or something. I was like, "Compliant with what? Please don't." Well, sometimes too, you have to file a report for not having any labor too, so you might have to still file quarterlies, and maybe you didn't do a quarterly or something. I don't know. I don't know how Louisiana works. So, girl, me either. (laughs) Every state's different. Every state is different and we've changed our structure a couple of different times. So I used to have a COO, um, but she was in Florida and then I had an administrative assistant and she was in Texas. So I was paying taxes in Florida, Louisiana and Texas and um, my COO left top of the year. So that's been a long time now. And then my admin, and because I quit my full-time job, I just absorbed those tasks. And then my administrative assistant went back to teaching in August. So I don't, have any employees i only work with contractors now and nice yeah so i'm saving a i'll have a separate conversation with you about that too yeah so, no um okay so you guys if you don't know my friend amanda we're way into this now but if you don't know my friend amanda amanda brewer aka amanda banks is your beauty business bestie when it comes to finance and also browse. So Amanda started off in Washington State um, near Seattle. She has her own place up there. She's lived there pretty much your whole life, but now she lives in Phoenix. So she also has a place in Phoenix and she travels between both locations teaching. She is a beauty angels master artist who is sought out by people from literally all over the country, if not all over the world. How many people have you trained now? 5,000? Just under 1,000. A thousand. Okay. I thought it was like 5,000, a thousand people. Is still I'm, I'm people. always like the conservative numbers person. I know everyone's like, Oh, I've taught a million people. I'm like, no, I'm pretty real. I have it on a spreadsheet. So <laughs> literally. So she, before she got into this, she was a bookkeeper. She's a math nerd, hardcore. I say nerd with all the love in my heart. Oh, she actually has, um, a famously a waterproof calculator in her shower. You know how when you're taking a shower, like it's just quiet thoughts and your mm-hmm. your wheels start churning. So Amanda's in there like doing spreadsheets and like yelling out numbers to her fiance. Hey, write this down. <laughs> write this down. <laughs> well, so I, I would go, I, I would take- hop out of the shower and to get my phone to do math on the calculator app and I'd get water all over the floor. And this happened almost every shower. So I was finally like, you know what? Why don't I? <laughs> put a calculator in the shower why don't so I the just floor get doesn't get wet and I don't destroy I my phone I love when somebody really is who they say they are you know and if you're gonna have all, all this influence and education when it comes to teaching people how to invest their money and how to analyze things and how to run the numbers in business uh, that's really who you actually are and I like that that also means that you probably have a passion for your business that is sustainable a lot of times when people get into something just for the money or just because they see an opportunity they they don't have the passion to sustain it even when it gets boring or even when you know the books are slow or whatever so I appreciate that about you I actually met Amanda um, an online like conference, she was presenting on how to, what was it? What was the name of your presentation? Money? Well, I don't even know. It was like financial retirement person. It was like more personal finance related. Yeah. And, um, as you were presenting all this information, I was like, check, check, check. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I guess this is where I am in my steps. Like I have my reserves. I'm, I'm down to zero debt. Like now, what do I do with the money that's coming in? I don't just want it to sit in an account, but I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. All I knew about was stock market and I don't know anything about the stock market. You know, I know it exists and that's what like adults do, but I don't know anything about it. So I'm not going to put my money into it and then maybe lose it. To me, it's just gambling. Yeah. So, um, cause you know, you don't know what you don't know. So when you started presenting on other things like Roth IRAs and um, investing in real estate and how to figure out, you know, basically what your ROI on different investments. I was all ears, all ears. And I actually started. So I started investing my own Roth IRA. I have um, an indexed life insurance policy. And then I got my kids insurance policies and wound up hiring my children. And now they get monthly like contractual, I don't know, like $200 a month or something. 
Um, and it just goes right into their little accounts. So look at you changing four lives. This is so, that's what it's all about, dude. Yeah. Oh, within that a, just within makes my heart so full. Within, uh, I want to say like 60 to 90 days, I bought this building. Hey friends, commercials are really annoying, so I'm going to make this brief. Head over to shopbrowsister.com and use code GLAMLIFE20 for 20% off of anything you'd like to purchase there and keep this podcast going. And that's exactly what we're going to do and jump right back into today's episode right now. Of your presentation. Fuck yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. How could like, you don't not be my best bud? <laughs> I just love that though. But the difference is you took action. So many people get like analysis paralysis and Facts. they'll they'll be excited for one moment and then they'll get overwhelmed and won't do anything about it. You freaking ran with it. That's when what you, it takes to be an entrepreneur too, though, if you think about it. Same mindset. So true. Well, that's and that's kind of what they're saying they're gonna challenge you on in this this competition that you're going on, right? Oh like I'm gonna God. tell you, it's gonna now be you have, so cut crazy i'm so now you have x amount of time to actually like put it into action that's crazy i like that it's sharpening the saw you know you're gonna spend an entire week sharpening the saw and they're really sharp people like i watch this i'm like how the hell did they like i you know we always like believe in ourselves you know and stuff but out of seventy thousand people to be in that 70 and in the beauty industry and like blood i'm like i this is really exciting is that it makes my it makes me feel like throwing up a little bit (laughs) do the math for me 70 out of seventy thousand is that one one in a thousand wow yeah so So look at a thousand people you would never think oh they're gonna like if i was gambling and buying a lotto ticket and it was a one out of a thousand chance if i do that lotto ticket i would not bet on it i wouldn't Uh, so many cliches are coming to mind like you're one in a million Shoot for the but yeah, I'm really excited. So they fly you out for a week and we film and We're it's this, they shut down out. this resort and Ooh, get flewed out. That's amazing. Well, and they have this, um, they, in the contract, it said there's a chef and they're like, do you have any allergies and stuff? And oh I was like, God. yeah, I have celiac disease. And they're oh, like, great. We'll have celiac friendly food. I'm like, thank God, because I don't want to get sick all week while I'm trying to freaking win this shit. You know, can you imagine <laughs> Oh my God. To have like a, that sounds amazing. I mean, you don't have, you don't have children at home, but even if I were going to lose the competition, I would be like, could I stay just a little longer? Could I stay the whole week anyway? And I just want to get around (laughs) other entrepreneurs and feel that feeling of, um, like getting around inspired people in a group like that. People are doing like cool shit when they're companies. I I know I'm going to leave that and learn really cool things. Oh yeah. Or it just gives me a skip in my step, which I really want. You know, I get that from coaching. I love yeah. figuring out other people's problems and listening to the variations on the same problems. Like, oh yeah, but I've got the same old problem that you've heard 40 times this week, but here's the variation on it. Or here's a roadblock or here's a leg up that I have on other people. I love figuring that shit out. It's like, like word problems all day. I love it. And I find that it, it translates into a little bit more like pep in my step. Like you said, like a little bit more of a jolt to my own business because I'm thinking yeah. critically. I'm it's not a reminder. Just- yeah, I'm it's not like just staring at my it. own spreadsheet over and over again. Mm-hmm. I love that. I really do. So I'm very envious that you are one of the 70 of the show. Dude, I'm I freaking out. I still, I had to pull my car over when I got the email. I was like, no freaking way. So I think I'm so excited. I'm very nervous what did naturally, but I'm very excited. I've never done TV or anything. What did Dustin say? He was the one that was like, I would interview and then I'd kind of be like, oh, I know I'm not going to make it. But he's like, you don't know that. He's like, they, they're going to, they're, and even check in on it too. He's like, have you heard from him? And I'm like, no, don't make me nervous. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. But we went and celebrated. We got like, I had two Cadillac margaritas. And we find out it was so fun. We went out, had a, had a couple caddies. Yeah. A little caddy night. It was fun. We're, we're that- I'm pumped. And then the day after I get back from um, filming, we actually already had a St. Lucia trip planned. So I'm going to go on vacation after that week of craziness. Oh, you just got back from vacation. You guys. Uh, life is a vacation, man. Amanda has mm-hmm. big, fat, sparkling news. Oh, what what is that? I, I don't know. <laughs> what news so how did he do it? How did he do it? Okay, so I'm engaged, if you didn't pick up on that. Um, very excitedly engaged. So Dustin is one of the most thoughtful people. And anyone that knows me knows that I am like 
I do everything. I've always run my companies. I'm intentional. I do everything. So for the first time in my life, it's so nice because I feel like I don't have to be that way all the time. Like Dustin plans trips, itineraries. I just show up and he has the boarding passes. I'm like, I can be light and me and fun. And like, I have got my sparkle back. It's just like, I've never been able to. They call that being soft. Oh, it is soft in my heart. Yeah, When you're in your masculine air, like if you're with the wrong partner, which heads up, just, we talked about this in the last podcast that didn't come out for various reasons. Um, Amanda also has a divorce. So she was married really young and that relationship was night and day with this relationship. No shade to that guy. You know, some people just are not right for one another, but the terms that I heard you say, even when you and I first met and you were first going through this divorce, the terms that I heard you say were more like, you wore the pants, you brought home the bread, you were the solution uh, finder, you were the decision maker, you were very much the masculine energy. That's not to call him a feminine, like woman-like person. Not at all. No, no it's just a, a dynamic. Yeah. And there's a difference in, in what we're talking about. I'm not saying like you literally wear pants and don't shave under your arms. I'm saying you're in your <laughs> masculine energy. Like you are always protecting yourself and you're always looking out for yeah. yourself. But when you're with someone who allows you to be in your feminine energy, that's when you allow someone else to take care of you and you worry less, which actually makes you like, kind of like have your glow up or whatever. You know, have you ever heard? I feel like a kid. Yeah. I say, damn. And it's not like a new honeymoon feeling. It's been a long time, you know? And I, um, I think in the, in the past, this is getting a little personal, but I feel like I was always building my business as a distraction from my life, like to go and build something to fill a void. And now I'm in a place in my life where, well, I'd say for like two years, even after the divorce, I, I went through like a rut where it was, it was really hard to feel yeah. inspired. And now where we are today and where life is at, like I am building out of excitement, out of wanting to make a, a big impact and like really reach my dollar. true potential. And it's not about me anymore. It used to, I feel like when I was building my business, it was about me in the past. Now I really have, I, it's not about me. Like I, like the story of you sharing about buying the building and shit. That's what fires me up. That's what gets me out of bed. I love it. Or messages from my team saying, oh my God, this is the best place to work. It's changed my life. I make way more here than I would anywhere else. Like those things fire me up way more than anything else on this planet. I, that's what is, that's where I'm at. Impact. Yeah. Impact. Impact. So we're no longer providing masculine energy to protect ourselves or to build for ourselves, but instead it's the softer feminine energy where we're actually providing for others and mm-hmm. passing on that joy, that knowledge, that experience, living almost vicariously, which is not unlike what mothers do with their own kids. So look mm-hmm. at you, mama. <laughs> you know what though? It does take, it sounds sort of, I believe that it does kind of take a little bit of masculine energy to build a big business in oh, a way yeah. too, though, because you have to be, you got to have the biggest dick in the room. You got to know your stuff. You got to create systems. You're like, it's on you, you and know? And people so are counting on you. They are freaking, I have a dozen girls that are counting on me to pay their family's bills. And that's sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of, I don't want to say pressure, but responsibility. It's a lot of mouth you know? mm-hmm. or weight because I care, you know? And so or students that are starting their careers, you know, making sure to be there and support them more than anyone else on the planet. Cause yeah. no one's going to support people the way I do. Cause, and I don't say that out of like, Oh, like I'm going to support, I say them cause my heart, I care so much. And I, that I want people to feel that in everything that I do, because that's who I am. doesn't describe, matter what project, what comes out. Describe what it is that you do. So for people who have never met Amanda Banks before, what is the business model? I have um, studio locations where we we specialize in permanent makeup, fat sculpting, big time. Um, I So that's Scottsdale, that's Seattle. We have the training academy. So we have live courses, online courses. We're building out a huge brand right now to help with personal and business finance for beauty business owners. Um, we And it's, it's almost like a program where you can be, know nothing about business, say you've worked a job your whole life and you want to go in the beauty industry. And you want to be really good at lashes, really good at permanent makeup or hair or whatever, but you don't know the first damn thing about business. We're going to take you from zero to wherever you need to go. And it's going to be the most cost-effective, friendly, supportive environment you've ever experienced in your life. That's, that's who we are. 
Because for me, this is not a money grab. This is not a like, I know if you go make a big difference, I'm going to be fine. You know me, Vic, I live off nothing. I'm frugal. Yeah. I am like, I no, make you great guys, financial you choices. No you guys I don't have make, no idea. Yeah, I am not greedy. I don't care about that. What I care about is the suburbans, building. the expeditions, suburbans, whatever they are, took me out. Not oh, yeah. driving, driving cross country in a car with like a hundred thousand miles on it, or excuse me, like ninety five, almost three hundred thousand like, miles. Oh, Thank you very much. She yeah. Said, so oh, I just like I believe in living below your means and making choices not based on like. I don't know. I just feel like if my overhead was really high and I had high bills in my yeah, life, be I'd be more aggressive on like, I need to make this sale. Yeah. You know, I'm not that that's a bad thing. A lot of people, that's the case and that's how they're driven. But for me, I always want to do the right that's thing. That's when sales feel slimy. Yeah. I, I think and that's when sales start to feel slimy. When somebody's after just your money, not the solution. No, I talk people out of things because I genuinely want what's best for them. And I believe if you want to be a long-term business owner, you should have other people's best interest at heart I and agree. that you will be rewarded for that long-term and you'll sleep really good at night because you'll know you're doing the right thing. Oh. So I stick by that and I my team sticks good. by that. That's the values that we instill in our culture. And that's what we radiate as an entire organization. So it's, I think that's the coolest thing ever because then you're excited. And then when people have common values, you have that culture in your team and your business and your friend circle, you know, you can accomplish yeah. so much more and you're happy and you grow, you're humble. Like that's the, that's the happy place you want to be. That is, I used to sleep really good, but since I got this new dog, Blanche, the puppy that ate a remote, oh my God, she has to sleep like on you. So you'll be, I love that. I'm allergic to these dogs. You're allergic to dogs and you've got two dogs Mm -hmm. and And they sleep on on me like skin to skin, like fur to skin. Like (laughs) (laughs) I need an EpiPen in my night. Why didn't you get hypoallergenic dogs? My dog Archer was hypoallergenic. He passed Mm -hmm. on my birthday or just before my, the day before my birthday, which is super sad. It was depressing. He was your baby. Yes. For 14 years. So, mm-hmm. but these, these big babies that I just got are so sweet and so cute. And I love them. So I will take a Zizol every day so that we Aww. can snuggle in bed. But I, yeah, there, she's a mess girl. I have not slept in a while. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, damn, a nap would be so good right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know we were hopping on here and Vic's like, you, you're delirious, aren't you? I'm like, yes, yeah. I landed at. I forget how late I landed, but I didn't go to bed till well after midnight. I did 13 hour double booked days in Seattle this week. It was just crazy. 13 hours double booked is how many clients? Uh, I, well, it depends. You know, it depends on if they're new clients or annuals, but it was a really good week. <laughs> we'll yeah. that. That's nice. Uh, but that way I can I- still see the same volume of clients without actually being there as much. Yeah. You had someone uh, fly in who was mm-hmm. shadowing you. Is that someone who took your class and they wanted to come back and shadow? Yeah. So I, I just really, really care a lot. And some people need support in different ways. And we structure things like I, how do I even communicate this? I had someone call me and they're like, Hey, I took all these classes. They were crap. I don't feel confident. I'm broke. What do I do? And she's like, I'm ready to register for your class. So most people would just register them for their class and be like, okay, I got you. We have the best program X, Y, Z. What I did is I called her. I said, how do we value engineer this and break down the price and cut out the things you don't need so that we can just give you what you're needing to feel confident without you paying for all the other things that you don't need? Because I feel like you just need X, Y, Z. And I listened to her for 20 minutes. I broke it down. I said, you know, if I was in your shoes, this is what I would do. And I think this is all you need to get confident. And so- Um, I think that as an industry, it's nice to pick that apart a little bit more um, and really, I don't know. I just, I, I see where people are at and I know that if they take another big course and they're out another like three to five grand, I'm like, I just don't see that being your solution. I think a lot of people just need more models. They need more hands-on. They need more um, someone looking over their shoulder or more support with feedback on their work. And so I don't know, I'm just trying to fill that void in a really cost-effective way for people that weren't in a good training to begin with. You're I know so- that was a well-rounded, 
like weird answer, but yeah. I just, I don't like it when people take other trainings and go, oh, I'm just going to sign up. I'm like, well, let's try and save you money. Like yeah. what's up? Like, like, let's just help you so the- you can get profitable. Right. And it might be a blip on the map, the thing that you need to work on in my regular course. But if that's the thing that you need extra hands-on care, then, you know, we need to create a a separate offer just for you that focuses on what you actually need rather than spending $5,000 on something that like is hardly mentioned. That's so smart. I love that. And I like how you call it value engineering. I love that. Yeah. Value engineering is taking something and trimming the things you don't need to get the price down. So I I like... I look at things. That's how I do things in business too. You look at a, say there's a a marketing package you want to buy and there's three different tiers of marketing packages. You're like, which one do I need? Well, I want a value engineer. Okay. I don't need this, but I do need this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I think about that for, for other people. Cause I just really want people to be profitable. Cause I know, and maybe I take on too much of this on my shoulders, but I know that the support or the quality of training I provide could be the difference between them making it or not making it. And that is going to influence the way they provide for their family, the way they retire, their quality of life. And so I know I think a little deep on that, but it's, if you really think about like the ripple effect of that first training, my trainings were crap. They were shit. It was really, really hard, really hard. And I'm not an artist. I'm a math nerd, as you've now heard a million times. So I, maybe that's why I empathize is because I struggled so freaking much, but, um, I just, I don't know. I want people to win. And and I you're really on to something. To win. You're on to something because I know of a situation in particular where someone was specifically told, sign this client, prospect, whatever, sign this prospect, knowing that this woman was, go- was going to have to file for bankruptcy. And they still were like, no, sign this prospect. It doesn't matter if she's going through bankruptcy. Well, she's not gonna be able to fix her bankruptcy if she doesn't make any money. No. That's true. But can we guarantee that she's going to make money by taking this class? No. Um, And she'll probably do it because she's financially irresponsible. So, but it doesn't make you feel icky. How do you sleep? Makes me feel icky hearing that even. I'm just like. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think we need more people that care on just on a one-on-one level, not on even on a big public level. I'm very private. I'm very relational. I love the one-on-ones, but I just think people need someone to care about them and to kind of guide them through where they're lost. Yeah. Cause it's hard. Who, who did that for you? Oh my God. So I would, I have a million people in my career or life that have done that. I mean, I, I spent a whole day on that, but, um, I, I think the difference in part of my success was seeking out people that I knew cared that had businesses I admired and that were people that I admired, or maybe they had a family, they, they had a relationship or kids, like really cool kids. You know, you could just tell they were good people, like well-rounded business owners. I always sought out people like that to um, kind of take me under their wing um, or um, to learn from, you know, and I think that's something people overlook. They will go to someone because they're like, oh, they're famous or, oh, they they have the most beautiful work or this and that. I'm like, I'm not dogging any of that, but do they care? Are they going to, it's the personal relationship that's going to get you through when you're feeling discouraged and down and like shit and like you don't believe in yourself. So I've certainly had a million of those moments in the last decade. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who are wildly successful and have made tons of money, but they didn't care because they yeah. made it the backs of people, you know, so you have to be really guarded with who you're handing that dollar to. Couldn't agree more. Hand it to somebody who's just stacking a bunch of dollars. You want to hand it to someone who actually is involved and cares and gets, you know, on eye level with you and says like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here to help. I think I like the eye level. That's yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, that's how you talk to children. That's how you're supposed to. You're supposed to get down on their level, make eye contact with them and let them know that like, I'm listening to you. Hopefully workers comp will talk at eye level with you about this audit because. (laughs) Best of luck to them, baby. Best of luck. (laughs) Best of luck. Look, I need you to explain this to me like I'm five. The best best email response ever. I just love that. I'm telling you right now, the best defense is just ignorance. Help me. I'm trying help. 
but it's everyone pretends they know things when they don't. And I just, that's one thing I love about you're like, explain this. (laughs) Listen, I can walk you through branding your business through your content strategy. I can help you with marketing, but you want me to try and log into an account that doesn't exist so that I can help you with an audit. And my CPA told me it's, it's up to me. She lobbed it back to me, baby. We are in for a time. Don't tell me it's November 13th. It's November 13th. It's going to come when it comes. I need weekly audit updates now. I'm emotionally invested in this at this point. <laughs> oh, uh, audits, audit, audits with Amanda. I don't know. Amanda, Amanda's audit. Amanda's audit. Oh my God. You should totally use that as a segment and do business audits live on Instagram. Oh shit. Yeah. And then that could be a funnel into See, these masterminds are so, I love these. I'm so quick with it. I'm so mm-hmm. quick with it. But not the audit, baby. That's gonna come when it comes. I don't know when it's, it's gonna coming. be so, slow and painful. I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be like Iceland. You <laughs> no, know? it's gonna like, be so simple. Workers, it's like one wait, thing that you send them. Like it's so simple. Do you know what um what's happening in Iceland right now? No, we are waiting for their volcano to erupt. So they had over fourteen hundred seismic events in twenty four hours. The ground is splitting open. They can't go more than like 10, 15 seconds without the ground shaking a little bit. Like they've evacuated entire towns just waiting to figure out when this. Was this anticipated or a surprise? Well, I guess it's kind of making itself known because it's had, you know, so many small tremors leading up to it. I think that it's probably blown before this volcano, but not in in a decade. I mean, not a decade. Um, what What do you call it when it's 100 years? Century. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like centennial, centurion. Cent means 100. So you were right on. Yeah. I just couldn't find it. Yeah. Something like a century or near nearly a century. And um, and now like the ground is actually splitting open in places. So it's kind of like, what's happening? Is the lava just going to come out of everywhere? Is it like lava is just pouring? That's fascinating. Street. I don't know what's happening. I've been watching it on TikTok and just today, um actual news organizations have picked it up but it it was people on tiktok were like why is no one talking about this and they were boots on the ground near the blue lagoon talking about like look at the ground splitting open oh and my the mayor gosh they evacuated is trying to give a press conference and you ground. start sending me these tiktoks yeah sure i'll send them to you oh my gosh are you my friend on the Victoria Glam TikTok? Are you my friend? I'm, I don't even have TikTok yeah. on my phone. I, friends oh, just send me them and then I, I always, open them. Yeah. I save them and send them to you. That's what I'll do. Because I have two TikToks. I I'm have high maintenance. Yeah. Help me. Because <laughs> I, will, I, I, I don't audit. have the discipline to have TikTok on my phone because then I'll sit there and scroll for an hour when I need to get my work done or something. And an then I'm, my brain is mush. It won't be an hour. It'll be like six hours. You'll That's like, what I, I know. Mean. I need to go to I bed. Can't. I know I need to go. I to had bed. to delete it. Yeah, it is. Um, it's something to behold. I learned so much on TikTok. You keep me updated on anything that's important. So the world's splitting open. I hear it from you. So crazy, right? Crazy, yeah. actually. And I don't watch the news or anything either. I live in a little happy bubble. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best place. I don't like the news. Andrew puts on the news and it drives me crazy. I'll be like, well, you're not even watching it. It was just background noise. Put on something else. You want to be miserable all the time? These mm-hmm. people are miserable. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to hear Dustin this. knows if there's anything important on the news I need to know, he'll tell me. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything else I'm like, oh. <laughs> Africa is splitting in half. It's forming its own continent. There's a new ocean forming in Africa right now. Really? Yes slowly wow. but it's happening and i know that from tickety talk not from the news but it's crazy because yeah. literally people are there showing you so they're not lying i don't believe the news though i think the i news don't know the world splitting open is pretty interesting so isn't it crazy yeah christopher kahoo this this is just people walking down the street and they're just like oh there used to be land here <laughs> my land yeah i don't know how we're gonna get the cows go <laughs> well, somebody was saying that the last time or one of the times that this volcano in iceland erupted it actually didn't like spurt lava into the air like we think of a volcano but what it did was it pushed up new like ridges of earth uh, oh. like it, it was like shifting underneath and it wound up forming a new island and i started thinking to myself self 
what if it does form another ridge of land and like new land emerges, but it's in the middle of this town. Like I saw one of the cracks was headed directly to somebody's house. So like, what if land just pops up? Do you now own all of that land or do you no longer own any land? Whoa. The property lines are literally changing. People say buy property. They're not making any more land in Iceland. They are. (laughs) <laughs> and Iceland is fucking nice. <laughs> in Iceland, they are. They are. And Iceland is very small, but it's very nice. It's Greenland. You don't want to go. We to. better go hop on that property before they list it. Let it settle. Can you let still it claim settle. it with a flag? I don't. It might be swallowed up by magma. Let's let the land settle. See what happens. No, I would wear a, a fireproof suit and I would sit on there with the fucking flag until mine. it's cooled off. This mound is mine. My mound. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, the good news is we're laughing and joking, but I think everyone is safe because they actually evacuated the entire town. So like, I think it's safe good. to laugh and be like, ha ha. Sorry about your house. No. And if it's not funny, I am unaware because I have not watched the news or TikTok. So I'm out of the loop. It hasn't exploded yet. So we don't know what it's going to be. Oh, yep. We're good. Sorry. (laughs) Disclaimer. Yeah. Sorry. That would be awful. But it'd be real cool to suddenly have an island out of nowhere. Like it just happened to you, you know? Like what are the odds of that? I don't know. But it's got to be worse than one in a thousand. Yeah, that's just waking up and suddenly you have an island. You know what the odds are really good at? One in 40 winning a five-day ultimate lip blush class with Carla Ricciardone. Oh, that's a really good probability there. That's a really good probability. That's a two and a half percent chance. You know that? Wow. Yeah, thank you. And I'm I'm not even 100% sold out yet. So actually, your chances are a little higher than that. A little higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're 30 days away now, 31 days away now from Christmas conference here in Lafayette. And Veronica Fleiser is flying in from from uh, Czech Republic, almost said Ukraine. Um, We have several ladies flying in from London, including Alice Kingdom, Claire Raymond. Um, We've got ladies from Eternal Bond coming, which I'm really. What are the dates? It's December 15th. It's a Friday. That's why I can't make it. Yeah. My sister's having a baby and we're going to Seattle. Otherwise, you know, I'd be there. I know. It's my first. I'm going to be an aunt. It's very exciting. That is very exciting. My niece um, is old now. She's 14 and I'm just starting to become cool again for a while. I wasn't cool. Because I was, you know, married with kids. Before I was married with kids, I was the coolest. She was my substitute kid, right? Like she was three or four and she loved me. Mm-hmm. And then once I got married and started having kids, I was boring to her and kind of chuggy. She wasn't into it. Now she's a teenager and I'm the cool aunt again. So I get to do, you know, her first brow wax and, uh, lamb, you know, like Aww. lash lips and tints and stuff like that. My sister won't let her do the stuff. She won't let her get her nails painted. She won't let her wear. She finally bought mascara. That's that was her. That's her big. Oh, I forgot to put mascara on today. Your eyes look pretty without it because you have the prettiest eyes. I just didn't. I'm delirious because I'm tired. I was like, I just showed up. (laughs) I love it. You were just like, I'm here. I'm an hour early. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. But my niece, um, she she called. She messaged me. Happy birthday. On my birthday. Oh. And I messaged her back. Um, why aren't koalas considered bears? And she texted me back question marks. And I voice noted her because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. And I said, because they don't have the qualifications. Oh my God. And she voice noted me back. I'm with people. Please stop. <laughs> back on this shit list so get ready because being an aunt is like a ride honey sometimes i'm I'm not sometimes i'm cool again sometimes i'm really disappointing but i do hand her my phone at thanksgiving and let her buy 150 dollars worth whatever she wants on shein so i'll that gets you a whole closet yeah i'll be cool again in about a week and a half yeah (laughs) that's her christmas she buys it on on black friday and then i give it to her on christmas that's amazing i love that what a great there's no, idea. There's no other way to predict what they actually like. You'll never be as cool as a 14-year-old. Yeah. I love you, that. You're very cool. I think you're incredibly cool. I think you're wearing $40,000 around your neck. It doesn't, you're not cool. It doesn't matter. 
I you want to know a secret though? I am wearing a Shein $7 dress right now. I am wearing everything. To make it even better. I am wearing everything, Shein. I'm wearing a Shein top. It's nice because I can rotate my wardrobe every season. Boots. Oh, you yeah. gain five pounds. It doesn't matter. Just like load up a hundred bucks in Shein and then you got a whole new wardrobe. It goes all to my tits. I wear a smaller top. Andrew's very happy. I could gain five pounds, lose five pounds. Shein is for me. It's great. Mm-hmm. We actually asked them one time on Twitter, how, how do you pronounce this? Because some people say shine. Some people say um, sheen. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, who works here and I, we were very certain that it's Shein. And they actually messaged us That's back that it's she-in, Shein. So we were right. And All you people listening who keep calling it shine, stop it. Shein. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, Amanda, I don't ever want to run from our chats. I want to chat all the time, all day, every mm-hmm. day. But I also want to talk off camera, and I only have about 20 minutes left of adult time for us to get children. So I'm going to say thank you for stopping by the Glam Life podcast. I hope that you come again, um, especially whenever you are ready to launch, come back and we'll. Oh, we'll yeah, we have so out. much happening. Oh, yeah. so much. And when you come back from the TV show, we want to hear about the experience. So oh my back. God. Can you believe it? On the TV show? My <sighs> life Amanda, is good. Better known as the lady who's streaming on prime. <laughs> Season 10, baby. <laughs> Amanda, if people have questions about, you know, maybe kind of value editing some of their education or continuing their education with you. Maybe they want to get into this industry or maybe they have questions outside of that pertaining to running the actual business. Where can they find you? I say Instagram's probably the easiest, amandabanks.pmu. I have a free Facebook group too, where I do uh, like, I want to say weekly videos. Sometimes it's every other week, but on topics where we dig deep and it adds a lot of free value for you to take like actionable strategies to apply right away to your business with organization stuff. I do that all for free. So if you want the link to that too, just DM me and we'll send you the Facebook group link and, um, and you can watch everything's archived. So it's just just a nice resource. Nice. I'll, um, I'll grab that link from you and add it in the, uh, glamlifepodcast.com, you know, where I can link everything. Thank you. Cool. Link Thank you so much, Amanda. Yeah, you guys have to move really fast with Amanda. You never know when new land is going to pop up, new opportunities. <laughs> pop up. Gonna I'm going to be in my fire suit with the flag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, try and get, I'll try and get a picture of that for the uh, behind the scenes. All right, you guys, I will see you next week on the Glam Life Podcast. Thank you.